0: So, would you say this qualifies as a lamb, or is it more like a lion? Partly sunny skies, highs in the 40s, light breeze. The month of March, after all, is about to exit. And meteorologists, at least, will probably, once again, assess whether or not March 2019 conformed to the old adage, which says if the weather in March enters like a lion, it will typically exit like a lamb and vice versa. This particular march, as we all know, began with a lot of snow, and I would imagine that would qualify as being lion-like. And so once again, the old expression is bearing out to be true because we are now experiencing a rather lamb-like gentle exiting of march. That old expression, however, is hardly something on on which one would want to bank. The weather patterns of the world are simply too flimsy and unpredictable for anyone to place much confidence in that expression. There is, however, one lamb-like, lion-like scenario that was forecast centuries before it occurred and which did play out exactly as predicted for God himself was the one who made certain prophecies concerning his son. And this morning I plan to present some of those prophecies along with some of the fulfillments as recorded in scripture. We'll consider, first of all, how God declared far in advance that God would enter the world and then serve the world in lamb-like fashion. One of the sections, one of the ways he revealed this was through the rituals connected with the Old Testament Passover observances. The Lord told Moses, On the 10th of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the doorposts and on the lintel of the houses. And when I see the blood... I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you. As time went on, the Lord then added details to the forecast of his son's lamb-like qualities through the various prophets whom he sent, one of whom was Isaiah, who added these details. Surely he has uh, has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. And, as forecast, Jesus did come into the world just as such a lamb. He was spotless. There wasn't a single blemish on him, no sign, no trace of sin or iniquity. He stood silent before the governor who would shear him of his life. He became fully weighed down with our iniquities and was crucified at just the precise right moment. And the blood he shed was credited to our account for the payment of our transgressions. Because of his blood, we have been rescued from the plague of death. Hebrews declares how Jesus offered himself without spot to God and explains how it was not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. It was a wonderful display of divine love, of humble service and of an overriding concern for others. It was meekness at its height. But how often that meekness is misunderstood. The world views such humble service as defeat. It views Christ's meekness as having been weakness, But there was much more to Jesus' march through earthly life than his lamb-like entry and sacrifice. For in this lamb was also embodied the heart, the strength, the determination of a lion. And it was like a lion that Jesus went out of this world in completion of his march and mission, doing so once again in fulfillment of the divine forecast As far back as we can go, in the time of the Garden of Eden, we hear the forecast of God's Son destroying the Prince of Darkness with lion-like power. For the devil is told at the outset, this Jesus was to crush his head, a theme echoed elsewhere in the Old Testament as well. The psalmist, for example, announced, He will break in pieces the oppressor. And that's just what our lion-like Savior did. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. Those of you who have seen the music, The Lion, the Witch, and the, uh, the movie, sorry, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, can easily envision this as that movie depicts this so well in its final scene where the lion surprises the forces of evil. Just when those forces of evil believe that they have attained the upper hand, the lion appears unexpectedly and pounces on the character that represents the devil, overcoming with one swift lion bite to the neck. This is the Jesus of Scripture, the one who was victorious over the devil and death. So now what? When Jesus returns, will he do so as a lion or as a lamb? How will he appear next? As both, actually. All of you who are in choir have become familiar this semester with some wording from the book of Revelation, which is paraphrased in the piece, Is He Worthy? And which makes use of how that section of Revelation employs both the term lion and lamb in describing the victorious Christ. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I look, John says, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as though it had been slain. The four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. As the gentle lamb, still bearing the scars of his crucifixion, when Jesus comes again, he will embrace all who believe in him and usher us to glory. But as the roaring lion, still carrying out divine justice, he will also drive away to destruction those who have rejected his atonement. How blessed we are, therefore, to recognize him already at this time as the blessed Lamb of God. For those who have been brought to see Jesus as the Lamb now will rejoice to see him reappear as that line of Judah. He comes to judge the nations, a terror to his foes, a light of consolation and blessed hope to those who love the Lord's appearing." He who began his earthly march and mission as the meek sacrificial lamb will soon reappear on earth as he completed his march as the victorious lion, bringing to all believers the lion's share. His victory is expressed in the form of hymn 2.11, 2.11 verses 1, 4, and 7. He rose again. Hallelujah! To Him all praise be given. All honor, glory, praise be given. All triumph, God.